Friends, welcome to our meeting this evening to strengthen the hands of the new group of world servers as the title of our meditation expresses it. It's interesting that this title doesn't say strengthening the minds or strengthening the hearts of the new group. This is of course a given, but it does remind us that at times our task is squarely placed in the joy of practical service in the outer physical world. Of course, for the disciple and discipleship groups, one of the most important services that they can render is to build and strengthen the bridge of light and love, linking humanity and hierarchy, and on to the centre of planetary will, which we call Shambhala. This is our daily duty and a central part of our meditation focus this evening. <clears throat> But we must not overlook the importance of supporting, perhaps even initiating, changes in the outer world of physical events. As a part of this, many of us do a special redemption of money meditation on Sunday to help direct the vitally needed funds into the support of spiritual work, in the broadest sense of the word, everywhere in the world. At one point in this meditation, we are reminded that we also need to make a physical paying contribution and give a donation too. The money we personally give is like a magnetic seed that will attract others to give as well. In order to evoke this needed energy, which is what money essentially is, we have to share in it. The Tibetan writes, be practical and realistic and know that if you do not give, you may not ask, for you have no right to evoke that which you do not share. I've often thought how this should apply to all a disciple's outer activities. In other words, we need to share in some way in the practical work of the new group of world servants. <clears throat> now, our meditation today falls in the sign of Leo, this sign highlights for us the mystery of what the self really is and what it really means. We're all very familiar with what we call the personality, which in its unredeemed state competes and vies with all the other personality selves in communities in the world at large. This is the self for which the word egocentric was invented. But there is another deeper self. It is the reality behind the outer form and is our true self through which we experience unity with all that lives. This is the self which all who tread a spiritual path are focused on and are evoking through their thinking, their aspiration and their physical plane lives. It is the self which dissolves all man-made prejudices and barriers. It is love and compassion, and it expresses its nature in practical service. We all know how difficult our personalities can be at times. It requires a never-ending vigilance to keep ourselves on track. If we let down our guard, that's when mistakes happen and we have to pick ourselves up again, dust ourselves off, make amends, and do better next time. <clears throat> it 
This work of subordinating the personality or form to the reality and energy of the soul is the task that all aspirants to discipleship are concerned with. It is a stormy path, brightened by ever more frequent visions of the world of the soul, those epiphanies of lighted love that guarantee that we are on the right way. For our purposes this evening, I thought it would be good to remind ourselves that nations too have personalities. These usually mask the soul, but can sometimes also reveal it. And it is fascinating to, to study what is going on in the world right now as nations struggle to choose between the demands of the national personality or listen to the voice of the national soul as it seeks to redeem selfish personality traits. Nowhere is this more obvious than in the current recrudescence of national borders, the need for passports and visas, and increasing restrictions, political and financial, on travel, as the national personality self-centeredness raises its ugly head again. Some might think that we seem to be heading for a world of disunity and renewed hostility. But behind this outer seeming is, I'm convinced, a steady trend towards world unity. There will, may well be a degree of reluctance about it, but nations are surely realizing by now that even if only for sheer survival reasons, we all have to cooperate and work together, or the stupendous problems that humanity is now facing will overwhelm us all. It's important to emphasize here, of course, that world unity does not mean uniformity. The material world is characterized by diversity. All forms are different, and they each have their unique contribution to make towards the glory of the whole. It is sobering to listen to what the Tibetan wrote about world unity <clears throat> at the close of the Second World War for much of what he advised has still not yet materialized. For this reason, his ideas give us all more than adequate incentives to serve and develop projects to spread love in our surroundings and bring the plan down to earth and allow humanity to develop the experience of its essential unity. He stressed the need to educate the general public in every nation in right human relations, which is what this unity is all about. Above all else, the children and the youth of the world must be taught goodwill to all people everywhere, irrespective of race, gender, or creed. He highlighted the importance of developing an intelligent and cooperative public opinion in every country in the world. And the doing of this constitutes, in his words, a major spiritual duty. Especially, he asserts that there must be freedom to travel everywhere, in any direction and in any country, because by means of this free intercourse, members of the human family may get to know each other and to appreciate each other. Passports and visas should be discontinued because they are symbols of the great heresy of separateness. 
So in respect to this last and most important point, it is interesting and encouraging to become aware of many initiatives that are working with this idea, transforming it into an attractive ideal and developing scenarios in which it can begin to materialize. Indeed, we have on our doorstep an interesting experiment on this in the 70 years of internal passport-free travel in the European Union. Another example of this is a new book which has just come out and which I'm looking forward to reading. It's called Against Borders by Gracie May Bradley and Luke de, de Noronha. They highlight the damage that is done not just to people, <clears throat> how many thousands, for example, have died at the hands of unscrupulous people traffickers, but also to the natural environment, to economies and so on. They argue that we do not have to accept the necessity of mass surveillance and mass death in the name of nation and territory. We have seen social miracles in our lifetimes, wins that seemed impossible until they became real. Peace in Northern Ireland, for example. Many more are surely possible, and this includes a border-free world. As someone put it so succinctly, let's be realistic and demand the impossible. Now, this is surely evidence of the soul, the one self that lives in each and all, emerging in the life of humanity, helping to dissolve man-made prejudices and barriers. This is love expressing itself in practical service, helping to make all things new. After all, with God, all things are possible, although with humans, it can take a bit of time. So now let's go into our meditation to strengthen the hands of the new group of world servers and bring human unity into greater prominence. Group fusion. We say together, I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. As a group, we recognize our place within the heart center of the new group of world servers.
Mentally, we project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center, to the Christ, the center of love within hierarchy. Extend this line of light towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known. higher interlude. We hold the mind focused on the planetary role of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression and meditating the plan into existence.
meditation. Let us reflect on the seed thought. Through the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern this new age. This is the major task of the new group of world servers.
precipitation. We visualize the will to good, essential love, pouring throughout the planet from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, focused through the Christ, through the new group of world servers, through all people of goodwill everywhere in the world. And finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Let us consider the many ways in which the power of the one light and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the new group of world servants. So building the thoughtful solution to all world problems.
distribution. As we sound together the great invocation, let us visualize its energies irradiating human consciousness with light and love and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you everyone for your participation and we hope you tune in again for the next time. Good night.